Hey there, listener. I know you're dying to get to today's juicy, juicy episode, but real quick, we wanted to tell you something special. If you hadn't heard, we are coming out with an actual play Dungeons and Dragons show. It's going to be called Pact and Boon. And if you listen to the end of today's episode, you can actually hear the first part of episode one. Now, if you want to make sure you don't miss the launch of this new show, go to sessionzerostudios.com slash guild and sign up to join our free community where we'll announce all of these things. But again, if you listen to today's episode all the way to the end, you'll hear a snippet from the first part of the first episode and tell us what you think. But uh, in the meantime, let's get back to today's show. Hello, and welcome to How to Be a Better DM, the official podcast of Monsters.Rent. My name is Tanner Wayland, and together we're going to learn about how to be the best DMs we can for our players by writing amazing stories and going on incredible adventures. And today's topic, uh, it's a little bit less about how those adventures specifically and more about the players, uh, because they're the ones that fill out the adventure with their personality, with, you know, with the good times that we're having. But I find that a lot of times players have a hard time advocating for themselves. And so we're going to talk about that. Uh, wh what do I mean by advocate, in case you're wondering? Uh, so I see a lot of times where players don't feel like what they say can impact either your DMing style or the adventure at large. And that's, that's because they don't feel like they can advocate for themselves. Right. And, and you'll see kind of DMs trying to prompt this by essentially dragging the advice or the feedback from the players by going to them after a session and being like, Hey, how was that? And that kind of like, it opens it up obviously, but you, the golden point that you want to get to is getting to the point where players feel like they can just bring it up themselves. They don't have to wait, right? That's where you want to get to because, I mean, if, if they don't get to that, let's think about the bad things that happen. First off, uh, they're going to only rely on you to reach out to them, which just makes more work for you, right? Um, you having to make time and contact them and also like essentially your players feeling like backseat you know, uh, uninvolved uh, people in the adventure, that, that sucks as well. Uh, it, it leads to them and you becoming frustrated, bored. Um, it makes the game feel stagnant, frankly, because growth is one of the best things about an adventure. Not only should the players' characters grow, but you and the way you tell the story should grow right alongside them. And, and, and while you can't kill monsters and get XP <laughs> to level up that way, your XP comes from the advice of the people that are, you're running through the camp. So what are some of the things that make it so that players can't advocate for themselves? Uh, obviously, you got ego and pride, right? I'm, I'm not going to dismiss that because a lot of DMs have a hard time taking feedback. Uh, it makes you feel like they're attacking you personally, uh, or your skills, which I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they might be critiquing your skills, but that's how skills get better. Right. Uh, sometimes it's that the DM has written such an inflexible and railroaded story that maybe players feel like, Oh, 
I, I could comment and maybe he'll do something about his DMing style, but the story is kind of locked in. I can't change it. I guess I'm on for the ride or until I get bored and, and, and I just quit. Right. Um, also, I think that there's an issue wh- that a lot of players feel like there's no predetermined path uh, f- or precedence for advocacy, right? Either like you didn't, you don't communicate between sessions with them. And so they're like, oh, I guess I just show up at the next session and, you know, maybe afterwards I'll have a second to chat and be like, hey, could you change this? But, but a lot of times, you know, a session can go long and players end up leaving right after. And they just feel like, oh, there's not a time or space for me to leave my my critique, my feedback. And and that, you know, especially for shy players or introverts who, you know, coming and playing and uh, playing a character is about as much as they can do. Them critiquing you uh, and your DMing style could feel like a, a step too far for them if you haven't essentially... Uh, laid out the red carpet for them and been like, Hey, I want feedback. Here's how you do it. Um, but let's, let's talk about some of the tips for how you can, how you can advocate for players by helping them advocate for themselves. But before we get to that, let's talk about the sponsor of this episode, magic mind. I actually work at a job where we we have a refrigerator filled with drinks and they're mostly like you'd expect super caffeinated energy drinks, very sugary. And and it's obvious why, right? The, uh, the people in, at my job who are coming in, they're tired in the morning. They're looking for a, for a boost during the day and, and they go to that. But a lot of them also complain about how sugary it is, how dependent they are on it. And, and they, they only complain about their dependence on it because they know it's not the healthiest for them. And that's honestly why I'm really a fan of Magic Mind, because it's something that I can take and I have taken it and it makes me feel a lot more energized and focused, but I never feel guilty. It's a little shot and it's got great just ingredients, right? It's got vitamins. It's got matcha, which is a much more effective way of getting caffeine. It's also got various adaptogens and nootropics that really help, you know, improve your attention span and it gets you energy and, and you don't need to feel guilty about just downing a bunch of very sugary drinks just to get a little bit of energy. And so I highly recommend it. And in fact, it's even easier to get than you'd expect. Uh, starting in January, they actually open in all Sprouts farmers markets uh, throughout the country. So if you have a Sprouts nearby, honestly, can't recommend it enough. Stop by and get a little potion of magic mind. That's what we call it. They, they call it, you know, a little, little shot, but either way, can't recommend it enough. And guess what? Once you fall in love with it, the same uh, as we have, you can actually get a discount uh, for a subscription. Go to magicmind.com forward slash Jan, J-A-N, better DM, and use our code better DM 20. And you can get up to 40% off of your subscription. Uh, And that means that, you know, you're getting that little shot of energy and that focus that doesn't need to make you feel guilty every day. And it's delivered right to your house. So once again, go to magicmind.com forward slash forward slash Jan better DM and use our code better DM 20 to get yours today. Now let's get back to the topic at hand players advocating for themselves. 
here's some tips that I think, you know, you might be doing some of them, but if you do it together, you're really going to create a culture of advocacy that, that you just can't deny the importance of. First, you got to communicate between every session at least once, right? Players need to know that like, hey, I'm going to get a chance to give, give my two cents every session um, or at least between every session. And if that happens, they're going to see first off, okay, the DM cares. They, they wouldn't ask every week if, you know, if I had any feedback, if they didn't want it. And second, it's going to give them a time to think about their feedback post-session so that they actually have constructive feedback. And, and it's just a nice ritual that you can have between each session. And, and I think that you're going to really enjoy having that. It's going to up your DM game and, and make it so that they feel like you advocate for them every time. It's going to up your DM game so much because your players are going to be like, hey, it's expected. We kind of have a pattern of uh, of feedback, improvement, feedback, improvement. And on that note, it's really important that you actually do implement their advice. Because if you're sitting there asking for the, like, hey, how could I get better? And then week after week, it's not getting better. Then what can you expect, right? That That's not going to build confidence in your uh, abilities or your actual like willingness to uh, accept that advice. So you've got to implement it, take notes, make plans, and then, you know, act. Um, but also when you're getting that advice, try and get it as, you know, as, as specific as you can. And, you know, if they don't have anything right then, like, let's say that, okay, you had a session on Tuesday, on Thursday, you reach out, you're like, Hey, how was that session for you? Uh, how can I improve? And they're like, Oh no, it's great. Or, uh, I mean, maybe this, but I'm not sure then give them the space and be like, okay, I'm actually really curious about that and, and about how I could improve. Uh, I know that you're typically easy to please, but uh, if you can think of anything, could you, you know, take a week and let me know, you know, jot down some ideas and, you know, jot down some ideas for how you could improve. And, and if you ask the players this, then that gives them time and an expectation that like, Hey, I really, really want this feedback. And I'm not just giving you a chance to be like, Oh no, I'm good. But you actually are genuinely seeking for advice. So, you know, treat this as if it was a, as if you were a, a manager and you're like, Oh, Hey, I want constructive feedback. Get it to me within a week. If you kind of treat it like that, then the players are going to have more time and motivation to give you some really useful advice. Um, but that's, but it's also important when they give that advice, aside from implementing it, don't take it harshly because not all players are, are as measured, I guess I'll say in, in their tones and in the way that they phrase things. So there's a chance that you could get your feelings hurt, like a strong chance where they're like, oh, I don't really like, I, I don't feel really drawn in by how you tell, you know, cutscenes essentially, or how you explain the setting. And guess what? That kind of hurts that like, oh, you've been putting in this effort to explain, you know, this waterfall that they had a huge fight at. And, and apparently that was just poorly done. So, you know, don't get your feelings hurt. Realize that like, oh yeah, it's, you know, maybe a little bit of that pain is you feeling your limits as of now, 
But as you push those limits, as you improve based on this feedback, then you're going to say like, hey, any amount of discomfort I got while I was receiving that feedback, that that's a-okay. In the end, it actually helped me improve it because I felt that need to improve and I understood that I actually was lacking there. So make sure to not take criticism too personally or harshly and and it's going to be a lot easier of a time receiving it. Um, now, another thing kind of in line with implementing their advice, it's also important that you give them ch- like an opportunity to to choose bigger things in the adventure. So for example, let's say that you have a player and she's a little bit more on the, on the shy side and she doesn't love, you know, pitching in or maybe she would, but she, you know, the other players are a little bit more outspoken, a little bit more into, into it, quote unquote, in terms of them just speaking up a lot more. And maybe she doesn't feel like she has that voice or that space to, to choose and be like, oh, I'd actually like to go on this quest. Um, and so a way to make it so that she or, or any player that you might know who's like this, a way to make it so that they feel like, Hey, I actually have impact and I can advocate for myself and be like, Hey, I want to do this. The way to do that is to like pick out players, maybe by turns, you know, going around ring around the rosy type thing in terms of like, Oh, okay. You choose the next quest or oh, it's a bigger decision if, if this or this happens, talk it out. And then finally, like you look at that player and be like, the NBC asks you specifically, what do you want to do? And, and that's a great way for, for them to know that like, oh, I actually have, I have real power, I have real say. And, and that's not only going to help in the story, but it's also going to help them advocate and speak up in, in other ways too. And finally, I think, I, I think it's really important to thank them for their feedback, right? When you implement feedback and you find that like, oh my goodness, combat has gone so much more quick, uh, quickly, right? Or, oh, ever since I've uh, focused on making my NPC and interactions more interesting in this specific way that a player suggested, then that's then that's perfect, right? If you if you notice how it's improving your gameplay, thank the player for it. Be like, hey, I really appreciate that you told me about that because I did feel like I was in a bit of a rut. My NPC voices were all the same, <laughs> and they also were had very sa- similar uh, types of conversations, and just wasn't very enthralling. And, and thank you for giving me that that kick in the pants to learn about that. And so make sure to thank them because that also is a way of them seeing like, oh, that advice didn't end up doing nothing. It actually became something important. I would love to share more advice in the future. And it's honestly that that simple. You know, most of it is just like, hey, are you talking to your players regularly? And the stuff that they're telling you, are you implementing it? and then letting them know how you've implemented it and thanking them for that. If you're able to do that, then they're going to feel a lot better about it. You're going to feel a lot better about it. And like I mentioned at the start, you're going to find that you're leveling up right alongside the characters that you know your players are playing. And that's going to make for a much better game, and I can't recommend it enough. So go out there, talk with your players, 
get advice, even if it stings. And until next time, let's roll initiative. Thank you for listening to today's show. Uh, we really appreciate your support and your patronage. We have a few more announcements to go over. Uh, first, thanks for listening to today's show. You obviously liked it because you listened this far. So, as a treat, we want to give you a taste of what's coming. Listen up. Well, folks, we are living in the world of Kalignos. Um, world of fantasy, magic, adventure, death, life, gods, the lack thereof, murder, love, mystery, no love, Gosh, zero love, but most of all, love. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's some love, but we won't be doing any of that because I don't like it. Because we're all men here. We're yes. all thank here. Yeah. I mean, hey, well, actually, well, we'll see. Sorry. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to bring the love. Thank Tanner. You. Tanner will bring the love. <laughs> I feel that. Come with us. Um, we find ourselves in hell. The nine hells, to be exact. Each layer of the hells grows more violent and evil in its nature. We pass beyond Avernus, the first hell, a rocky and desolate landscape being constantly ruptured and broken by meteors falling from above and volcanic eruptions from below. A legion of fiends marching towards some unknown destination, branded and prepared for war. A frighteningly gorgeous woman in dark robes at their head. Falling through an opalescent pool, tumbling through the heats of hell, we find the Iron City of Dis, the second level of hell. The walls, buildings, and streets all glow with a dull red of hot metal. A monstrous tower pierces the sky and overlooks the Iron City, the throne of Dispater. Peering at its subjects, a waterfall of molten lava flows out of a wall covering an entrance to the underground prison network where prisoners of war, criminals, and kidnappers are kept and reformed. Mentiri, the prison of Dis. Now, our intent is to find heroes of the light, heroes of righteous demeanor, heroes that can bring the world from darkness and save the innocent. Let's go see if we can find them in Mentiri. We find ourselves deep in a portion of Mentiri called The Purge, an unsettlingly clean and put together section of the prison dedicated to the torture, reformation, and punishment of prisoners. An Aaron Yace clad in blood red plate armor drags a jet black dagger down the bare chest of a human man strapped to an iron table. Damn. He's dashing, rippling with muscles. White blonde hair, disheveled. It's long, about shoulder length. He's, he's a good looking dude, right? So there is some love okay. here in Calignos. Right. And uh, we're, we're feeling it. All right, good. And it's all his, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it is. He clenches his teeth in pain as the dagger is just casually dragged down his belly as blood starts to come out. Um, 
And he fixes his gaze on this devil woman and says, I will ever serve the light. May the gods curse you. And he spits. She sighs, breathes in deeply, puts away the dagger, and summons a giant greatsword from out of the nothingness. Uh, before the man has time to finish the gulp, as he sees this giant blade, uh, his head is lopped off. Oh. Um, so. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> there goes the hero of light. Not so handsome anymore. Um, let's see if we can find anybody else. What do you say? That's right. We're coming out with an actual play D&D podcast called Pact and Boon. And we are so excited to share this with you. Just so you know, our characters start out in the Nine Hells. And if that doesn't sound fun enough for you, let me just say that Tanner will be sporting a German accent, and it is quite delightful. So if you want to be notified for when this show comes out within the next few months, go to sessionzerostudios.com slash pactnboon. That's P-A-C-T-N-B-O-O-N. Put in your name and email, and we'll let you know as soon as Pact and Boon is released. Tired of being alone? Are you tired of not having any of your players understand you? Are you tired of never truly belonging? Well, you're in luck. All you need to do is join the Guild. The Guild is a unique and exclusive experience that is only open to Dungeon Masters. It is a full community focused on helping ease your DMing burdens. Want to meet other DMs? Join the guild. Want to discuss your homebrew ideas with people who would appreciate it instead of just telling your cat? Join the guild. Want to find a place where all your wildest dreams will come true? Join the guild. Go to monsters.rent guild and sign up today for free. Wait, that can't be right. Chuck, Chuck, can you check this again? Is this supposed to be... What? Oh, it's... They're serious? It's free? Oh, okay. All right. Yes, go to monsters.rent slash subscribe slash guild and sign up today for free, even though they are crazy for giving this away for free. Common side effects may include burping, sneezing, laughing, breathing, hearing, listening, tasting, farting, creating sarcasm, puns, and in extreme cases, explosive diarrhea. That's all the announcements we have today. Again, thank you so much for everything you do for us. You make this show possible. Like we said before... We'll be back next week with another great episode, and until then, let's go ahead and roll initiative.